3: Good evening, I'm Patty Rising. And
0: I'm Brett Burkhardt. Here's what's happening. The mayor of Oakland has officially fired the city's police chief. As KCBS's Megan Goldsby joins us live to report, the announcement was made this afternoon, just hours before the city's police commission was scheduled to discuss the matter. Megan?
2: Yeah, Brett. Oakland Mayor Sheng Tao said this afternoon she wanted to hold the chief of police to the same standards as everyone else on the force, which meant a decision on whether or not LaRon Armstrong would keep his job as chief within 30 days of the allegations and the time is up.
1: I had hoped that the commission would be able to review the investigation and recommend action, but they were not able to do that. And so again, I have the utmost respect for the civilian oversight, but in the end, I am responsible for making sure we have leadership at OPD, and that is committed to necessary reforms.
2: She says this firing will allow Oaklanders to trust in their police department, which has been under federal oversight. The mayor says she believes the chief lied when saying that a case of officer misconduct was taken care of, and she thought he'd downplayed the incident in general. Civil rights attorney John Burris tells KCBS this was a surprise.
3: The reports themselves did not Uh, put forth any direct evidence of any kind and any wrongdoing on his part. There was a lot of innuendos and and plausibilities and things of that nature, but not hard evidence. And so I did not think that he would get fired or should be fired. In a situation where the evidence wasn't uh, particularly solid.
2: Sources close to Armstrong tell KCBS he's going to, quote, weigh his legal options in regards to this wrongful termination based upon false and misleading reports. Chief of Police Darren Allison will continue to lead the department as the acting Chief of Police. Reporting live in the News Center, Megan Goldsby, KCBS.
0: We invite you to stay with KCBS. We will be speaking with our insider Phil Mateer on Oakland's police force. It's to come at 5.50 this afternoon on KCBS.
3: Well, speaking of Oakland, the city's IT staff have had to take multiple computer systems offline to prevent the spread of a malicious hack. KCBS's Raquel Maria Dillon reports the city is just the latest to fall victim to a ransomware attack.
4: City officials say 911 calls are going through and emergency and fiscal systems are not affected. But cybersecurity expert and Boston College professor Kevin Powers says it's going to take time and money in the form of overtime and outside consultants to get other important computer systems back online.
0: Yeah, Oakland, like many cities throughout the United States, aren't fully funded on IT, and that's a problem.
4: Oakland budgeted $16 million for its Information Technology Department this fiscal year. Powers says sometimes cities invest in new technologies before they secure their existing systems or before they train workers to avoid clicking on phishing emails, or before they plan backup systems for when something goes wrong.
0: And I wouldn't blame the IT folks or anyone in there. It's more when you talk about the accountability. You're going to look at, you know, how much money are we spending to fix
4: IT staff are likely prioritizing powering up essential computer systems for now. In Oakland, Raquel Maria Dillon, KCBS.
0: Also in the East Bay, a string of bike crashes in the East Bay may not be accidental at all. As KCBS's Matt Bigler reports, several cyclists have reported being knocked off their bikes by drivers intentionally opening their doors. It's being called dooring. Drivers using their car doors to attack people on bikes. They
5: were driving up quickly um, behind a cyclist, getting just at the side of the cyclist and trying to open the door to knock them over.
0: Charlotte Horace is a volunteer organizer with East Bay Bike Party, which reported nearly two dozen such incidents over the past week. Eight people were hit and two had to be hospitalized with serious injuries. The attacks happened around the time of the bike party's regular group ride through the East Bay. But the motive remains unknown. It
5: really just feels like there's this intentional targeting of of, of of cyclists in this kind of terrorizing way.
0: Oakland police are investigating at least one of the Doreen attacks, which have also been reported in Berkeley and Emeryville. In the East Bay, Matt Bigler, KCBS. Patty, the man arrested in connection with a deadly home explosion in the Outer Sunset last week made his first court appearance today in San Francisco. 53-year-old Darren Price has been charged with involuntary manslaughter and two counts of child endangerment. The DA's office says investigators found suspected butane tanks and other materials. They also tested a jar of suspected hash oil and found it contained highly flammable solvents. The woman who died has been identified as 51-year-old Rita Price. Neighbors say she is the suspect's disabled wife, and the couple live there with their two children. A caregiver who worked for the couple escaped the fire and remains hospitalized.
3: Well, your ballot will look a little different when it comes to deciding on local taxes and bonds under a new bill in Sacramento. KCBS's Mike DeWald reports one state legislator believes the current process isn't working. Say a school or a
0: fire district are looking for new funding, or a county is looking to pay for an infrastructure project. If it's a tax or bond, they'll look to the ballot where they get 75 words to say what the measure does, along with a host of other required disclosures. State Senator Scott Weiner is looking to clean things up, at least when it comes to the financial implications.
1: You can go
0: to
3: the voter guide for full information about the finances, but not require them to put all of that into But 75-word ballot, I've
0: said. Wiener's bill is meant to provide more transparency, but Sonoma State University political scientist David McEwen says there's more to it. It's really part of a broader, deeper war that's going on through the ballot box between different groups. Ballot measures have faced fierce opposition from anti-tax groups, and even if they pass, the legal process can play out for years. Usually, judges and courts have been reluctant to overturn that which California voters have passed. McEwen says these anti-tax groups may even go to the ballot box with countermeasures of their own. Mike DeWald, KCBS. Coming up on
3: KCBS, a closer look at a new study that reveals more women with breast cancer can skip
0: harsh radiation treatment. Patty, a study published by the New England Journal of Medicine may shed light on effective treatment for low-risk breast cancer. The study examined two groups of women, 65 and older, with early-stage breast cancer who had already gone through surgery. One group then underwent hormone therapy, while the other group did not. After 10 years, the study shows survivability rates between the two were near equal. For more, we are joined in the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Dr. Hope Rugo, Professor of Medicine and Director of Breast Oncology and Clinical Trials Education at UCSF's Comprehensive Cancer Center. Professor, doctor, I should say, thank you so much for your time.
5: Well, pleasure to talk to you about this important study.
0: Yeah, how revelatory are the findings of this study?
5: Well, we've actually had uh, this study has been presented publicly in the past and now Uh, published with very long-term follow-up, and it actually supports previous data in slightly older women, 70 and older, that showed that if you have a really low-risk, hormone-sensitive cancer, small, and not spread to the nodes, that you can get by without radiation, but you've got to take the hormone therapy for five years. So it's a balance of risk and benefit.
3: How big of a deal is this? I mean, how many women would this affect, do you think?
5: Well, actually, breast cancer is the most common cancer in women worldwide, as you know, and this kind of cancer is very, very common in postmenopausal women. This study looked at women who are 65 years or older, so this is a big decision. Do you do radiation or not? And, you know, there's a few different things that balance this out. Now there's a lot of studies looking at very short course radiation, even five days for lower risk cancers. Um, And some people don't tolerate the hormone therapy very well, so that's a big struggle, too. you got to take that medicine for five years, and it can cause some side effects as well. The benefit of the hormone therapy is not only does it reduce the chances that you could get an incurable metastatic cancer, but it also reduces your chances of getting a new cancer in the other breast in your remaining maybe 30 years of life. So really important treatment. And if you did have a local recurrence or a new cancer in that breast someday and you hadn't done radiation, You could still do, you know, be spared a mastectomy and do radiation with another resection of the tumor. So there could be a lot of benefits with this approach, but it's not for everybody.
0: Are you hopeful that this could be applied possibly to other cancers in the future?
5: Well, I certainly think that, you know, we're learning a lot more about the biology of cancer. So, for example, we use additional tests to look at genetic determinants that are acquired by the cancer and tell us about what kinds of treatments will help the cancer the most. It tells us whether cancers need chemotherapy or not that are like this uh, and it tells us about the benefit of hormone therapy so applying this to other kinds of cancers will be really important but breast cancer is kind of unique in that it's in a in an appendage right so you can take it out and keep the breath and this is made decades-long data that you could actually spare many women a mastectomy and do a lumpectomy and radiation so for breast cancer it's more unique We can move on now and say, hey, everybody doesn't need radiation. You could actually do the hormone therapy that protects them in many ways and avoid radiation. Give people more options and potentially also avoid the edema or swelling that occurs with radiation, the nerve issues, and potentially uh, some of the skin changes that can occur with radiation. When you're radiating, there's a little scatter to the lung and heart too if it's on the left side. So for older women, this may be really important. I'm thinking, you know, could you spare other cancers? Well, we're doing the same kind of thing with prostate cancer, for example, another hormone-driven cancer. So yeah, it may be applied in many different ways and with many different ways of assessing the cancer's biology.
3: Let me ask you one more thing, and that is uh, regarding age. So this, this study was done on women 65 and older and found that, uh, that many got to skip radiation as a result. Would it affect or would it apply to younger women?
5: It's a great question. Younger women tend to get slightly more aggressive cancers. Uh, They have more estrogen around. There's a lot of complications in the way we treat young women. But is it different to be 55 than 65? Probably not. It is different to be 35 than 65. So the question, the answer to that question really is based on the biology of the cancer. And as we try and extend this to younger women, it will be really trying to individualize based on cancer biology.
0: Doctor, thank you so much for your time. We learned a lot. Dr. Hope Rugo, Professor of Medicine and Director of Breast Oncology and Clinical Trials Education at UCSF's Comprehensive Cancer Center.
2: Subscribe to the All Local wherever you get your podcasts. And stream us on your smart speaker 24-7 by saying, play KCBS Radio.